Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Everybody, this is Stephanie Hansen, and we are here for episode number seven, actually, of Makers of Minnesota, the podcast. We are talking to local Minnesota makers, people that make products. If you like these podcasts and you're enjoying listening to them, please consider giving us a rating on either Stitcher or iTunes. That will help the podcast be available to more people and improve the uh, amount that it gets seen. Uh, For this week's episode, I am talking to a woman who I've known for, gosh, probably about five years. Her name is Melissa Ferris. Hi, Melissa. Hi there. Melissa has a company called Veriditas Botanicals, and it is an essential oil company. And when I first met you, Melissa, I remember thinking, I just thought you were so young. Like, how is this lady (laughs) running this company? You were very um, full of energy and very fresh. And at that time, I didn't know anything about essential oils. Mm -hmm. But being exposed to printing your pieces, because I owned a printing company and Mm -hmm. Melissa would print things with me, Mm -hmm. I would read the materials and I would look (laughs) at them and I would think, wow, these are all very interesting. How did you end up getting into the business of essential oils? Mm Mm-hmm. And from Minnesota, no less. Um, Totally by mistake and a really long time ago. uh, When I was about 17, 18 years old, I I found myself in London, England and studying um, at the College of Phytotherapy to be an herbalist. Okay. So you always had like an interest in natural... In herbalism. Yeah. And um, pharmacology. And then I um, went to Bastyr University and... Uh, University of Washington, and then I transferred to the California School of Herbal Studies, which was an amazing school. And from there, I um, started a bulk tincture company, so um, dealing with herb herbalism. And then um, uh, at that time, I met a, a French medical aromatherapist by the name of Kurt Schwabelt, and I started studying with him. That was when I first started my first company called Simpler's Botanical Company. I bought the name Simpler's and was doing Veritas, the bulk tincture line. And then I went to France, became... Can I interrupt you yeah. for just one second? An herbal tincture. That was yeah. your entry point into that essential was, oils. Yeah. What is that? That's not... That wasn't my... That was my enter, entry point into herbalism and the sale okay. and the marketplace and de- deciding that I didn't want to be a doc anymore and yeah. that I wanted to be a business person. Well, I didn't really want to be, but... <laughs> I was a squatter in London and I was, I was actually, the story is kind of cool. I was squatting, you know what this is, yeah, yeah in London. And um, I was a barmaid and the way that we dis- distributed the, these, the alcohol, the medicine, right, was yep. <laughs> through these upside down bottles and you put an optic up and you, you push up on it and exactly one fluid ounce, ounce would pour out. out. Yeah. Yep. So I started importing those when I was like 21 or 22 and I started a bulk tincture company and all of a sudden all the Whole Foods picked them up and I was doing about 107000 a month. And that was for me, who had never done business before, a really big deal. So how were you, were you making them? I was making the tinctures, yeah. So I had had... Um, the love of the, the love of the phone. You're not right. the first person to have that happen. Um, I had had the background on on pharmacology and, and medicine making from the California School of Herbal Studies with James Green. And he had taught me how to, well, actually, I had learned there how to make 
tinctures. So you can either make folk tinctures or scientific tinctures. And okay. scientific method is you take, let's let's say, a one-to-one or a one-to-two or a one-to-four, and depending on the plant and how much hydroalcoholic, the water and the alcohol proportions, how, how much of it is alcohol-soluble and how much of it is water-soluble. So there's a science behind tinctures, and tinctures are water and alcohol extracts of plants. So that's how I started. That's how I started my introduction into herbalism. So for a so, layperson you know, person that's echinacea listening. Echinacea tincture, yeah. Like how would, how would they use it or what would they be familiar with? So if you go to any health food stores or even Lens and Byerly's, you can see Echinacea, St. John's, where it milk yes. thistle, all of those things that have little dropper tops. Yep. Dropper. Those are called tinctures. Okay. So that was your that yep. was your entry point into the manufacturing. Yes. And being kind of the the little hippie herbalist punk rock herbalist yeah. that I was, um, I was like, yeah, we should, you know, everyone should be able to get tinctures for half price. And that's why I did, did the bulk, the spindles sure. with the from from the um the bars, the the and I started importing them from London and then selling them in Whole Foods so that people could essentially service their bulk their tinctures yeah. and then they could do you know a four ounce bottle an ounce of vitex two ounces of milk thistle and an ounce of don Quai for like a feminine you know a, a reproductive tonic let's were say. you giving the recipes for those tonics when they oh, were absolutely. in whole foods because how did like the layperson wouldn't know like gee this really is going to cure menstrual cramps or help you there was a booklet on okay. on all of the all of the the products that i had written did you have to do demonstrations how did you get Whole Foods interested? No, at that time, tinctures were such a big deal. Um, now essential oils are the rage, and then tinctures were the rage, and, okay. and herbs, and people just, I mean, being in Northern California is kind of like the, the it's the old, old zero, hat there. Sure. It's like everybody knows what milk thistle's for, or, um, you know, they put it in their gamasimo. Like, it's it's just, it's used, they use a lot of herbs in their cooking. So okay. they were very, very familiar. And we kind of took off. It, what is milk off. thistle for? I don't even know. It's liver. It's a, it's a, okay. a liver so a tonic. detoxification exact, thing? Exactly. Okay, and it's a those. passive liver tonic. So, and I really like the eclectic brand. Little plug there. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so milk. So I just started, I had 108 tinctures and then I bought the name um, Simplers from James Green and I, started doing organic essential oils out of the California School of Herbal Studies. And I changed the name from Veritas to Simplers because I wanted it to be connected to the school. And the school is where these tinctures were made. Okay. And um, David Hoffman and James Green and Amanda McQuaid and Rosemary Gladstar and all of these old school herbalists started the school in 1973. And it's so, um, all, all of these companies like Traditional Medicinals and Herb Farm and Gaia and, you know, all of these companies came out of that area. Oh, okay. And so this is kind of the Renaissance herbal area that I was in love with and also started my first company, Simplers. So I think I was in 550 stores when I sold Simplers in 2002. And Do you then mind I, if I ask what it, you sold it for? Money-wise? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I probably can't talk about that under contract, but yeah. Okay, so <laughs> was, was it was, enough... Yeah. Um, was it, it enough, was enough to, to retire? Had you have wanted no, to at the oh time? Oh my gosh, no. I okay. didn't know anything about business at that time. It was, I was just a kid. And so when you got the offer to sell, how I, did you know actually, if it was even a yeah. good offer? Actually, the attorneys had told me that it wasn't a good offer. They're like, people were begging me not to sell. And I was so burned out because I'd, I'd never had a sales rep. I went and got all of these accounts all over the nation myself. And I was at that time, I was doing tinctures and organic essential oils. And okay. I was I was kind of 
rebranding essential oils into you don't use lavender to cure, you know, your depression or to cure your divorce or to stop your children from screaming. Lavender is used in French medical aromatherapy for cuts, scrapes, nicks, bites, burns. It's a topical vulnerary. It helps to heal the skin. And, you know, this is the way that you use lavender mostly. It's also a cardiac tonic. It's a parasympathomimetic, which which means that it helps bring you from sympathetic, the fight or flight down to, you know, et cetera. And there's a lot of ways, you know, blue chamomile is used in it as an anti-inflammatory. Um, so Roman you... chamomile is used as an anti-spasmodic. So I started making formulas. I think we had 10 formulas at Simplers. And then um, anyway, I sold sold this company. And okay, I, hang on one yeah. second. So your, your mom and dad, Oh, yeah. You're, you're yeah, working, so, you get this offer from an attorney, your mom and dad, are they like, hey, Melissa, this isn't a good plan? Or were you just so, so sold on that was, you wanted to do something else? No, I was just really burnt out. And by the way, my father was an entrepreneur, entrepreneur himself. And on day one, I remember my first account was Rosemary's Garden. And I went to when I was 21 or 22 years old. And I went to sell them the bulk tinctures. And I thought that when you delivered the product, they just gave you cash or a check. And I didn't know what net 30 was. Or sure. Invoice, you know? That's, yeah. So I had no business experience. So my dad, really, Mike Ferris, he just helped me. Complete, he mentored me through business completely. And I mean, I was very, very successful with, with my first company, Simplers. Um, I know your dad's real proud of you. I've run into Aww. him once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like on the golf course telling people to do the pain, our pain relief and tells people what helichrysum is. And that's funny. You know, go to Corsica. This is what helichrysum is used for. And he starts talking about the constituency. So, so hilarious. And he even uses the anti-aging uh, oil in his face when he's driving. He's just hilarious. But anyway. So you sell that company. So I sell the company. And, and I was, by the way, doing organic essential oils and redefining the way that we use essential oils in this country by offering organic and pharmaceutical grade essential oils. Then. Okay. So yeah. you, you're you doing that. Right. But, but you had this burnout period. I had the Did burnout period. Did you take period. time off as an entrepreneur? I think yeah. that's a very common thing to happen. Yeah. And most entrepreneurs have multiple business ideas. So uh-huh. did you take time off? Did you decide, like, okay. gee, I'm yeah. going to do this different this time? So I thought I was done forever with herbs and essential oils. I had no idea what I was going to do. Like, I started, you know, I was looking into real estate and, you know, like sure. all sorts of, but I, I bought a townhouse and fixed it up. And um, I, so how long? I flew for one year, I took off and, and then I flew to France and I, I, I became a part of this cooperative called Essay Plants Aromatiques de Dibois. And they're in Provence, France. They're in the south of France. And they're the largest. They they sell one third of the organic essential oils in the world. And, and the reason you became part of that co-op mm-hmm. was because you were still dabbling in essential oils and you were thinking you wanted to grow that, I'm assuming, um, after having a year off after having a, ta- a, year a condo, off, I was, a townhome. Yeah. After having a year off and just doing yoga and working at my house, yes, I. what happened was I more and more I was working with Azusa Nakamura, this woman in Japan who did, that was doing like $250 million in sales in yeah. essential oils. I mean, she was amazing. And such. she was also such a great mentor. And Horst also was like, Melissa, you can't give away your pat. You can't stop your passion. So tell me about that. When did oh, you run into him Horst along your I, journey? Yeah. Um, we were just really good friends. How'd you meet him? I think at a conference, at Kurt Schwabolt's conference, Kurt Schwabolt was also a really big mentor and a good friend of mine, and he lives in San Rafael, and he's written probably 30 books, and he he's just been on the, he is 
he's talking about the biology of essential oils and plants and plant biology and kind of that's another story, but we should go into that at some point. Melissa, well, so why do you think all of these people who were probably older than you, mm-hmm. much more experienced on the mm-hmm. business side, why do you think they mentored you? Like, what was oh, it about you that appealed to them? Or, yeah. Besides the fact that you're just ballsy as heck. <laughs> I mean, you just sort of... I think of... they recognized my in, my level of getting it, quote unquote, and being able to... Um, transfer information that is really heady and scientific to a practical use or knowledge base. Sure. And I'm also really great at making foundations. I'm re- uh, sorry, f- formulations. I'm really great at sales because I can take the those pieces of scientific mumbo jumbo, like the chemistry, like I can talk about an aldehyde and make it an, an aldehyde or an ester or a phenol or a phenylpropyl ether. And make it palatable for someone who is just a person who doesn't care what that means. Right. Who's got menstrual cramps and is looking for some relief. Where I made this chemistry chart that you can pick up at any store that sells Riditas and people look at it and they're like, what in the heck is this? And it shows the chemistry, the chemical groups and each the groups that you can use neat or undiluted on the skin. And then it shows essential oils that you can take internally by using them in food and flavoring or by using them in medicinal honeys. So I kind of passed along my French medical aromatherapy knowledge and know-how. And I think that people were just, and I'm also really good at sales. And I think it's just because. I can tell. I think it's just because I have a really easygoing um, attitude. And it's like, hey, guys, we're just selling essential oils in grocery stores. Like, everybody needs to settle down. <laughs> like, people and it's used not, to get so. It's not enough to just purchase an essential oil. I mean, you have to know what to do with it. Otherwise, it just ends up kind of being in the back of your counter. Right, right, right. Like they just buy it thinking that it's just to smell something like you smell lavender. And like I said, your divorce goes away. But really, which, uh, you know, not the divorce, but (laughs) stress at work. I used to huff. I used to huff peppermint. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's different. I used to like rub it in my hands. The mental clarity is different, though, because the peppermint and the mental clarity all have essential oils that are bronchodilators and vasodilators. So they do, do, when you smell them, help to bring blood to the brain and bring blood to the area. It's called Aruba Fashion. It brings blood to the tissue. The but superficial wasn't it tissues. you that told me? I think this was so funny. I would, I sometimes I'd read that it was that using peppermint oil could be like an appetite suppressant. Mm-hmm. So I would like use it till I got to lunch <laughs> or if I was hungry. And then uh-huh. I think you told me once, like, oh, actually, it stimulates the appetite. Um, I think that it's different for everyone. And I'll tell you why. Um, essential oils the, the idea, there's two there's two um, sections or sects of essential oils. There's the, the French medical aromatherapy and there's the English aromatherapy. Okay. And English aromatherapy is all about you smell something and it affects your, lim- your limbic system, which yeah, is your emotional your center. Mm-hmm. And French medical aromatherapy is you use it internally, externally. You smell it. You use it in inhalations. You use it... On your skin. Um, on your skin, you use it in... In a suppository. I sure. mean, like you use it in capsules. You use it all over the place. <laughs> and then English aromatherapy is more like you, you dilute it highly and you use it mostly in massage or for, for smelling. So my take on this, and I've never heard anyone else say this, but this is just my thing with that, um, is that if you smell an essential oil, the limbic system is your emotional center. So it's kind of like art or music. When I look at a piece of art, it makes me feel this way, or it could be nostalgic, or I, I listen to the Beastie Boys and it brings me back to seventh grade sure. when I was, you know, hanging out at the pool. 
you know, lavender to somebody, if, if they, their grandma used to lock them in a closet with a lavender sachet hanging in there, their, their connotation is not calming and soothing. No. So I think that when you're going for an essential oil for an emotional reason, I think that it's a very personal and um, a very, something that people should go and smell and choose what they're mm-hmm. attracted to. But when it comes to French medical aromatherapy, it's like, no matter whether or not you like lavender and gustifolia or not, it's going to cure your burn, scrape, neck, bite. Da, da, da. You know, you put it on your skin, you have no choice. It's going to do what it does. So because of the linalool acetate and the, you know, low cineol and the geraniol and the chemical constituents that make up this this plant. So if I go into Lunds mm-hmm. and I see your display there, yep, I'm going at it from a, um, a yeah. smell mm-hmm. uh, point Ho- of view. Hopefully you'll see the tons of literature that we have, one on all the wellness formulas. I, I think the wellness formulas, remember I used to tell you that this mental clarity or the pain relief was the gateway drug. So yes. you do the mental clarity, you can see that it actually has an immediate effect and then you put it on your neck and shoulders and then they, it helps release tension and, you know, you're thinking a little bit more clearly and you wake up and then, you know, you look, you pick up this wellness formulas card and you see that there's an acne treatment. And, and just then- to let you know, this wellness formulas card that she's holding, it's a five and a half by 11 card. And that what, prints print it. That it prints, is. Prints. <laughs> what, what is different about the way you approach this is, so now you're taking what we in America see as sort of something that's going to make us feel good because it smells good. Mm-hmm. And now you're taking it and you're saying, hey, there are properties here mm-hmm. that can do different things that aren't just smell based. Mm-hmm. Is that like a different, is that like acupuncture? That's is French it- medical aromatherapy. Okay. And mm-hmm. when you say French medical aromatherapy, mm-hmm. are you qualified are you not qualified that's not the word i'm looking for are you is there a certification or so um unfortunately not in the united states which is part of the problem okay is there in other countries oh absolutely hey everybody jared sebesta here check out my brand new podcast two week notice where we discuss the process of quitting your job and living a more fulfilling life i want you living the dream Find two-week notice on my website, jaredsebesta.com, or subscribe on iTunes today. Um, If you go into France and you buy an essential oil at a pharmacy, like let's say that you go in and you say, I I have balumont, like I have constipation. And then they'll look up, okay, so they want something to increase peristalsis, to, you know, things start squirting like your pepsin and gastrin and whatever. So the guy looks up in his PDR and he's like, okay, you know, um, bay, one drop of bay, two drops of rosemary, verbenone, and, and three drops of lavender on this little, it used to be a sugar cube, but now that sugar's the devil everywhere, we're doing apple pectin. <laughs> and then you take this little pill and you put the essential oils on it and you take it internally or they have, you know, internal capsules or, and then some things with certain constituents are, um, uh, like things with um, so the mental, pharmacist of, yeah. mm-hmm. of the essential French medical grade essential oils, mm-hmm. they're prescribing it just like you would a drug, but it's not a drug. It's well, an oil. it's not a prescription. It's an over the counter, but they they just take it more seriously. And there. they make it there. And no, they don't make they it. Formulate. They formulate that, not the formulation. They. Mix, not mix it. What would it be if you're it putting be, it? It would be. Oh, it would be behind the counter. Or compose it. Would, it. it would kind of be like if you go and get some things are behind the counter here. What are they called? Um, uh, 
Um, what are they called here? When you like, if you go get Plan B, you have to go yeah, to or Sudafed even, yeah, or Sudafed exactly. Yeah. And so, um, you know, they are available in natural health food stores very minimally in Europe. But I actually partnered with a company called Pranarome, which is the the largest essential oil company in Europe, and. I think they are in over 2,000 pharmacies just in France. Cool. So, I mean, it's very much about, and then they have a book that tells people, you know, how to, it helps to guide them, like, mostly on, you know, sinusitis and, like, mostly problems that occur on a daily basis. It's not, like, it's not a soothing spa experience. It's more like a... It's it's, more medical. Yeah. Well, it's... um. It's for daily ailments, I guess. And it's so hard to say these things. Um, I can't really talk as the owner of a company. I'm talking as Melissa Ferris, the herbalist or the herbal enthusiast, because then I am, you know, talking as a person rather than the owner of a company, Um, which I am just working on a book right now. It's almost finished. And that will be put out by Melissa Ferris and not as my my company. Okay, so you... If I'm I'm going to go into, let's say, Lunds, because I know they yeah. carry your products, yeah. and I see the essential oils that you have, mm-hmm. and I'm going to look around the display for these cards, and mm-hmm. when I see these cards, I'm going to get remedies for things like an anti-aging topical ointment, mental clarity is something that I, my friends at work used to joke because I'd huff it all the time. <laughs> When I was having chemo, I mm. was having a hard time remembering things, so mm-hmm. I would use it then. And pain relief is, I think, it's one of our top sellers. It's a, it's in a like, it's something you can keep in your purse. It's like a roll-on. Mm-hmm. And I was having a lot of um, lymph issues and pain actually from the double mastectomy that I had in my sort of armpit area because mm-hmm. I had implants lymph. put underneath yeah. my pec, pectoral muscle. Mm-hmm. And you were like, here, use this. And it brought heat to the area mm-hmm. and it made me feel a lot better. And mm-hmm. I would carry it around with me and use it all the time. Yeah. And then you introduced me to, um, you have a, an underarm oil. The deodorant. That is actually, there's a, there's a woman in a men's. I use the men's. I use the men's too. I like the way yeah. that it smells, but I was concerned about using aluminum underarm deodorant. Like, mm-hmm. and you learn how to use these things right. and you get result. Mm-hmm. And do people, like, why would people not use essential oils for some of these reasons? Is it just because they don't know how? I think that um, allopathic medicine or regular pharmaceutical medicine totally has its place. I mean, I take antibiotics. Of course. I take, as you know, I had the same, we both had a a heart issue. Mm -hmm. I had a, a disease where a virus attacked my heart and made my heart atrophy. So I took a bunch of drugs for that. Yep. <laughs> I also took herbs like hawthorn berry and motherwort. And I didn't really take essential oils for it other than lavender um, because it's a cardiac tonic. But um, I think that allopathic medicine in combination with herbs and essential oils is a really great way to handle life. Be- food, Always food being first and exercise and rest. I think stress is the number one thing. But yes, I think that the way, reason people don't use essential oils is because they don't know. I mean, I use the gumdrops on my gums every single day to stop gum recession. Um, I have used the eczema treatment. I'm just going to tell you what I've used because I don't want to go into testimonials. But sure. The Good Samaritan I use constantly. It's like the Young Living Thieves oil. Um, what does that do? Oh, MG. So um, there are two... <laughs> 
There, let me just finish the, let's go back a little bit. So I went and worked for this co-op called Essay Planter Métiques de Diwa, and I was working with them, and they work with Dr. Hauschka and Kazbianat. A bunch of, they work with Dr. Valnay, which is the largest um, aromatherapy company, second to um, Pranarome. And Michel Minouvrier, my boss, who started this co-op, and they're in 27 countries, he's just like, he's the man like he is just the man like he believes in organic and when you think that it uh, about the fact that it takes over 2000 pounds to produce one liter of essential oil of lavender essential oil or um that it takes 11.5 million roses whole roses to produce one liter of rose oil and my cost of that for that is 18 grand right buy it from the distiller yep when you think about all that landmass you're, you have so much more of an appreciation for an essential oil. So one essential oil display in a health food store represents more landmass than 18 stores, all of the cereals and everything, because it takes so much of that material. That's fascinating. Isn't yeah. it? So if you're, if you are a proponent, if you do support organic and never buy an essential oil that's not organic because we test for pesticides and herbicides and you don't want to be putting concentrated pesticides and herbicides on the body, number one. And number two Essential oils are made by the plant because it's the plant's immune system. So geraniol, eucalyptol, cineol, all of these things, all of these constituents that are that are created for each plant are pushed out of the plant to number one, bring in pollinators. Yeah. And number two, uh, keep pests and bacteria away. So they're antimicrobial by nature. Sure. So that is why we distill them and we use their immune system. We're, we're, we are using the plant's immune system. And if you look on my website, there's a whole page on that. There's so, a, um, you mentioned Horst earlier. Yeah. He, his company, Intelligent Nutrients, yeah. has a, it's called Plant Serum. And I put it all over my face every day. It's yeah. an oil. Is it a, is it a stem cell thing? It, it's, uh, it's, yeah, so, cells yeah. from plants. Yeah, yeah, stem cells. Yeah, so it's interesting that you, it, that you mentioned that. He and I used to talk about plant biology all the time. I mean, he was super, super like me, big into organics. I mean, you would never go to his house and there would never be something not organic served or talked about. Right. Even. But um, I mean, it's the same thing with Veritas. We've never carried anything that's not organic. And I mean, organic organics is the way to the future for our, all of the ecosystems and our whole population. And not only that, but why are we only talking about essential oils right now and not food? I mean, carrot, a, a carrot growing up in the world pre- presents beta carotene as its main antiviral or its vitamin A. We mm-hmm. use retin-A. We, use, we take right. retin-A and make it to our skin to, make, to be antimicrobial for acne yep. and wrinkles. Um, wrinkles and regeneration of skin cells like that. And so why would we want to spray a carrot with pesticides and herbicides when it's making all of its biofunctions, all of its chemical activity to ward off those pests and bacteria and to heal itself, which is heal its its own skin, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're making a weaker plant that tastes lot worse right. and for the essential oil smells worse. Number one, use organic. So that's what that's the, the crux of this why organic thing. What do you say when... And the cost is... is I was going to say, when we talk same. about it with food, yeah. we always get the, oh, oh, organics are so much well, more expensive. Yeah. Well, what, what, you know, it's like people buy, go out and spend 50 bucks on beer at night or yep. they, you know, spend $80 at Target on a bunch of crap they don't need. Why are we not concerned with what goes into our bodies and how good we feel? So your answer to that would be to spend the money on the things that are going to provide your longevity of your health. And make you feel good now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, instead of buying 
pen- when I, medicines, creams, and doctor's visits later on down the road. Or now. I mean, when I when when me, my friends, or my McDonald's eating friends, and I'm not saying don't go to McDonald's sure. or don't. I mean, God, I'll have a McDonald's ice cream cone. I don't care. Like, I'm not saying be a, a, a crazy nut. yeah. Nazi about these things. I'm just saying, basically, if you if you have a clean diet and you support organics, and you support your co-ops and independent food stores um, and know where you're getting your your food, um, you'll feel a lot better immediately. And even my friends that do eat like this and then they go and eat a bunch of, you know, crap, they feel like like crap. That's thus the advent of the Whole30. A lot of people uh, are doing, it's not a diet, it's more of a lifestyle about clearing out all the crap out of your diet. Mm-hmm. And you basically are just going to eat cleanly for 30 days and Mm -hmm. see the impact that that has on your body. Mm -hmm. And the benefit is a lot of people lose weight. They'll lose 8 to 10 pounds (laughs) because, of course, you're not eating the crap or the alcohol. Yeah. Um, But then they end up feeling pretty good. So some people really have changed their lives by that. Yeah. And I mean, still have, you know, have a few cigarettes now and then. Why? Or have a have a glass of champagne now and or whatever. Why do we have to be so all or nothing in this country? Like in France, there's so much more. It's about the pleasure. The joie de vie. We totally. Exactement. Um, when so, we when we talk about essential oils in food, yeah, one of the things uh, you and oh, I, oh yeah, the like, food and fragrance industry. Mm-hmm. Well, and I ended up with you like I didn't think about using essential oils. Like, hey, you can put this in salad dressing, or hey, you can make a really great martini <laughs> with this orange this orange oil. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you learn about that as it pertained to food? Okay, so let's back up to. So long ago, <laughs> let's back up to Coca-Cola when it was first made, the original Coca-Cola recipe, sure. which I have on the PowerPoint right now that I should bring up. You know, it was 40 pounds of sugar and a tincture of cocaine. And okay. like, you know, it was the it was called the ideal brain tonic, but there were seven or eight essential oils that made it that signature taste and flavor. Cardamom, cinnamon, nutmeg, rose, um, lavender, black pepper, uh, and then a few other that I can't remember, but that, and it's at 0.27%. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's le- it's less than a, you know, what, less than a quarter of a percent, um, an eighth of a percent of essential oils. But it's what makes that Coke taste. It's that weird taste that like nutmeg and coriander and, mm-hmm. and cinnamon leaf in your head and the lemon and lime. Those are all essential oils with the, with the, the vanilla too. So, 99% of the essential oils in the world are made for the food and fragrance industry to give things their signature taste and flavor. And also to take things like um, Tide or any kind of detergent and neutralize it with lavendine, which is not lavender. A lot of people sell lavendine as lavender in this country, um, which is a hybrid between uh, spike lavender and lavendula angustifolia. But the idea is, is that you can get lavendine for 40 bucks a gallon, rather, which is four liters, rather than, you know, $300 per liter, right? you know, so um, of an organic lavender. So the, what I'm trying to say is almost all of the essential oils in the world are made for the food and fragrance industry. So a lot of the things were sold at in aromatherapy in, in America and across the world from the food and fragrance industry. So these crappy oils were being made, which is why... French medical aromatherapy was never talked about because it was more about just smelling the smell. Right. Because you can't put these things on your skin directly. I mean, there there are a lot of synthetics added to them or they are, you know, really crappy distillations or whatever. Let's not right. even get into it. Um, 
they're not artisanal, beautiful. It's it's a lot like the wine industry, or it's like, are you buying Mad Dog or getting like a yeah, Bordeaux that, that's like, yeah, that's a good you know, comparison, or like a Chateau Neuf de Pop that's like, you know, super like wow. Um, so I think that people really need to know that organic is first. When they develop their noses, they can smell a lavender, a good lavender, or a good blue chamomile, or a good. You vetiver. have like four versions of lavender, don't you? Right. Yeah, four different species, and then one. Yeah, it w- exactly. Yeah, when you go uh, to the store. Yeah, now, and then there's a card on what the difference is on all the lavenders and what the chemical composition is and how you can use all four of them differently. Um, when you, but well, anyway, so when when you're in Europe, I mean, like I would, I'll order a champagne with one drop of rose in it. So that's a very popular drink. And then you get a little extra high and you yep. smell like roses the next day because you're sweating it out. You sweat out essential oils. It's one way that you get rid of them. The pharmacokinetics, or I'm sorry, is the way that a drug or a food enters and leaves the body. So um, like a lot of essential oils come out with sweat, like garlic, sure. the volatile oil is what that smell is. The yep. volatile oil is, is the essential oil. Um so, and then, like, they'll use essential oils in their cooking all the time. And then hydrosols are also used. Like, we sell to the Bachelor Farmer and the Marvel Bar, and they use our hydrosols in their drinks, and they make them extremely tasty and kind of like, wow, what is that? What is that and that's a spray, and, right? Yeah, the, the hydrosol is the water part of the distillation, and then the essential oil is the oil part okay. of the distillation. So when you distill 2,000 pounds of lavender, you get four liters of lavender essential oil and 50 gallons of the hydrosol. Okay. So the hydrosol goes off very easily, so you need to be able to learn how to microfilter and UV filter it so that you can get it from there to here, and then the shipping is so expensive. So hydrosols are rare. They're hard to find, and we're actually doing a class with Charlie Wagner, owner of Jute, about how to make your own hydrosols um, oh, coming up. I forgot up. that yeah. you know her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's great. She's amazing. Okay, so just a weird question now yeah. about you obviously know what you're doing in the essential oil arena. Uh-huh. <laughs> now you're like this hippie kid. Uh-huh. And you've had one Still company. Still totally a hippie kid. Okay. Yeah. And you're building this other company. Which actually, yeah, I I merged with Pranarome. So, I mean, this is Pranarome's company mostly now. Okay. So but before awesome. that happened, mm-hmm. you said like, oh, I was just going and I was burned out, but I was selling to all these people. Now you start to hire people. Uh-huh. How did you hire people that had any experience in essential oils or Not did they just all. have to keep up with you? How no. did you grow as a company? Right. That's such a good question. So I didn't want this to be a Veritas. I didn't want it to be a big company like Simplers was. I just wanted it to be, it was in my garage in, I live in Bloomington mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, I, Tara, my mom and dad's friend and my girlfriend, Becky, um, would come over to my house and we would pour essential oils and then I would get like little accounts and we would do like 20 essential oils. And then all of a sudden it just, in six years, it was like doing 5 million a year. And right. It and was just growing like, and growing like crazy. Yeah. And it's, and were you still, you couldn't have still been doing it out of your garage. No, 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 no. That, that only lasted for like six months. But I think once people, I knew so many people in the nation from, from Simplers and because I taught at Bastyr University and I had so many connections in the medical community community and in the um, herbal community that once Melissa was back on the scene, it was like, hey, um, do you remember me from Simplers? Yeah, I want to carry your whole line. Kind yep. of. And it was just really, it just kind of rolled and okay. bulldozed. So let's say you're listening to this podcast and you've never used an essential oil and you have no idea. Mm-hmm. What do you recommend for the layperson uh-huh. if they're curious about this and they want to get introduced to Veritas? Do uh-huh. they... Which so, do they go into the store? Yeah. And so, and what stores are you in locally? Are they are you in a handful? 
Um, okay, so if you want to find out where we are, you can go on our website at Veritas, by the way, is like the hardest name to say, pronounce, <laughs> spell. It's Hildegard von Bingen, this Christian mystic from the 13th century. She talked about this thing called Veritas, and it was the moment that God heals you through the plant or the moment that the green, the greening through, like you, you have this greening power come in through you. And this, when I was a hippie, 16, 17 yeah, year old, I was social like, social media. Yeah, I was like, Veritas, that's the name of my company. And then I bought the name Simplers from James Green because a simpler was one who would be able to simple a plant, which means that you can go out and, you know, if dandelion's growing in your front yard or chicory, you know, a hundred different ways to use it. So um, anyway, names are important. Veritas, <laughs> V-E-R-I-D-E. V as in, I-T-A-S. Good. V as in Victor, E-R-I-D as in dog, I-T-A-S, oils.com. Veritasoils.com is the, the domain name that I usually use. If you go to where to buy, there's, I think, about 100 places that we sell to in the twin, in Minnesota. So um, we don't sell to any Whole Foods, um, so take that off the list. But we do sell to um, almost every co-op, Lakewind, The Wedge, um, all the ones in Byerly's, Colburn's for the people that are outside mm-hmm. of, you know, the Twin Cities, um, Dow Foods. I mean, I think we're in every single co-op except for the Seward, um, but every other co-op carries okay. our, almost our whole line. And, and we have about 200 different SKUs, so 200 different products, and most places carry all of them. So they have the... Essential oils, they have the formulas, yep. the blends. So if you have something like eczema or yeast, a yeast infection or you want to use a herbal deodorant or you want acne or the like you were talking about the rose regenerative oil for anti-aging, those are the things that I would start with, the things that are pre-mixed because they tell you there's a whole card and on the label of how, how to use them, how often to use them, how, you know, how the effects, what effects you should be expecting, et cetera. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. This is like totally yeah, do just it. rude. You're <laughs> how old? I know you're 40 something. I'm 43. Okay. And I'm sitting across from you and I wish I had a video camera because <laughs> I'm assuming you've used Rose Regenerative Oil for your entire <laughs> adult life. You don't have any wrinkles. Aww. Do people well, tell you that? I mean, it's almost eerie. <laughs> God. It's like you you're you're your the picture of Dorian worst... Gray. Oh, God. <laughs> Everyone's their own worst critic. Um, but you, I, I, I mean, use oils every. I I don't I don't overuse oils at all. I mean, I don't. I am not one of those people that. Oh, I put cellulite on my cellulite every day, and I put right thirty treatments on. I think that's crazy. Um, and I forgot to talk about Young Living and DoTerra, which are the two multi-level marketing companies that brought essential oils. I think in America they really raised awareness. And neither of them are organically certified, um, but I do respect them for uh, all of the the education that they've done on just the fact that we can use essential oils in a different way. However, I don't subscribe to the, their the way that they the sales use. model. Yeah, well, no, not the sales model, but the way that they overuse essential oils, in my opinion, and especially internally around the skin, and that they're not organic. Um, but I think Gary Young was awesome in the way that he. Um, really brought French medical aromatherapy. He partnered with this guy, Daniel Penawal, um, who w- was one of the writers of L'Aromatherapie Exactement, which is one of like the aromatherapy Bibles for doctors. And and, and, um, and to practice aromatherapy in France, you need to be an MD. So that's kind of cool. Um, but 
What were we talking about? What was the? I don't even remember. I know. I just okay, lost wait, my train of wait, thought. Let too. me just think for a second. Uh, um, we were talking about the entry point to aromatherapies. If you're going to go into one of the stores, like would it be whatever the ailment is? Like, what do you see most people? What's the entry way? Is it the pain relief that you talked? We about? We were talking about gateway drugs when we first yeah. met, and I think the pain relief. I mean, oh my god, some of the stories I could start crying telling you. You know, the older I volunteer at old folks' homes and. Some of the women there and men that I've treated just, yeah. So we called it pain relief. And then um, when I hired the new CEO, her name is Julia Craven. Um, she made everything to shake and pliant, mm-hmm. which is means that you can only talk about structure and function and not, you can't medical promises, right? Yeah. And when I told you I started this out of my home, I never thought that I was going to get big. So um, it's called now called just plain relief, kind of a spinoff mm-hmm. of pain relief. But yeah, it's anybody who has any kind of discomfort or pain, um, whether it be, you know, fibromyalgia, tense muscles, inflammation, um, sciatica, anything, you know, I, I, I recommend trying this. I have, I mean, I've used this one for so many things. This guy that 70 years old that had a bent finger for years because he slammed his, his finger in the garage door and he started, it started to, um, the inflammation started to uh, respond to the pain relief and he was bending his finger in like 15 minutes. And so that was one of the crying moments. So <laughs> yeah, pain relief. I was crying. My dog was crying. My family was crying. And we were just all like, we need to bring this to market. Um, and then another thing is the mental clarity. We call that our gateway drug. One thing that I think is really original about me and, and the way that I chose to do business, like you said, I do a really grassroots business. I don't have any brokers. I don't sell the Whole Foods. I don't sell online. And you're in Minnesota, which yeah. when I met you, I was like, how is this like yeah. lady doing this right in Bloomington <laughs> in her garage? Well, I've also lived all over the world. And you yeah, know, I have you're a kinda... very bright person, obviously. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, I just think I love Minnesota because of the people, the people that live here um, are not like any anybody else in the States. And, um, you know, there's more co-ops here than there is in any other state. And I, I really believe in the co-op model. And yeah. that's and I'm a part of the co-op. So I always chose to only buy from co-ops and independents and sell to co-ops and independents. So that's one of our, our our big grassroots models. But another thing that's really original about Veritas is that I wanted to get people into the stores that were trained by me. So when you asked, were they aromatherapy trained? Were mm-hmm. they whatever? No, they were just friends, people from coffee shops, um, you know, whoever, that I would train on how to talk about our products to customers. So it was easy because I was training them from how I wanted to um, say and what I wanted to say and not say. So if you're going to train me to talk to a lay person about your product mental clarity, Mm -hmm. what are you going to tell me as a lay person? So when you and I first got together, I said, would you like to try this? I had you smell it to make sure that you didn't like puke because you thought it was too gross. Because some people are sense sensitive and you don't and you don't want to just leave they shouldn't be doing this. And I hate patchouli, too... so I didn't yeah, want to smell exa- like a weird hippie. It, yep, Sorry, but I totally. Didn't. Yep. A lot of people hate certain smells and just keep away from them. I mean, it's just all common sense. So I put three to five drops in your hand. We rubbed them together. We smelled them um, cup to our uh, to, cup to our face. And then we vigorously rubbed the essential oils all over our back and shoulders. And so it stimulates the mind, relieves fatigue, refreshes and energizes, improves memories, treats headaches. Soothes tense muscles, good for cut flashes, relieves nausea, stress and anxiety, opens the lung for deeper breathing for yoga, pre post workout. I've put it on my legs for better running. I mean, there's I would so have that many... at my desk and right. I would just do yeah. it. 
Yeah, I was I was going to tell you too. I was in a yoga center in Minneapolis the other day, mm-hmm. and they my, did a class. Favorites. Yeah, and they used your essential citrus oil at the end of class. I think oh. was the oil that they used. Uh. Um, and I smelled it, and then I was looking for your stuff because I have it at home. <laughs> I was like, "That's got to be Melissa's from Veritas." Yeah, thank yeah. you for coming in today. Absolutely. It was super fun to talk to you. Thank you. I'm um. I'm so pleased that you helped me with the essential oils in my life. Mm. I've since we met, I have traveled <laughs> to St. Bart's, which is a yeah. French speaking yeah, yeah. country. Yeah. And I've really kind of expanded my mind about what are essential oils and how to treat them. And um, I met a woman when I was there who was trying to um, have me deal with geranium oil and she knew I'd had cancer and, mm. um, she sold me some oil and I bought it because she was so nice. But then I came home and I used <laughs> yours instead. <laughs> so I don't know if that was right or wrong, but mm. um, I really appreciate you being on the show. Do you, when you think about other entrepreneurs, you know, you're kind of, you've, this is your second company that you've sold now. Do you have a third one in you because entrepreneurs tend no. to be serial or? <laughs> so what's next for you? Um, I mean, I know you're still working in your company, but I mean, I would, I think I'm, I'll work with Riditas for the rest of my life. I think that it's just, it's just starting and it's super exciting to me. I would, I really, really hope we sell the Cancer Treatment Centers of America and the Mayo Clinic and Bastyr University. And I really would like to get that, that French medical model. I hope that the FDA does some kind of a regulation mm-hmm. so that we have the difference between just the smelly stuff and then the stuff that you need to be careful of. And know how to use in a medical way, yeah. yeah. And um, and I think that I would love to be a part of that piece of the development of essential oils in this country. I hope you are too. I also am just such an organic advocate, and I think I would probably get into that in food and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, teaching is kind of my forte. I'll probably always teach and talk I about hope you essential do, oils because you have a lot to say, and you're really. Yeah good at explaining it. Very smart. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. (laughs) Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you very much.